podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello, listener. Welcome to Week 39. It's a gameplay episode and a compilation episode. There have been plenty of clips throughout Team of the Season that have been very informative segments on gameplay. And of course, I wanted everyone to hear them. So I've compiled them on this week's episode. And we start with a segment on Jake's favorite topic featuring pro player Dami FIFA and commentator Richard Buckley. I want, I want to talk about crossing is what I want to talk about. How often, how do you think about crossing or like what philosophy and has the playing a three back changed your mind or evolved your thinking uh, as it relates to how impactful crossing can be in the game? I think it's crossing is viable in uh, almost all the formations in the game, <laughs> obviously. Uh, also depends how you set up your strikers. Uh, I have, uh, like in my team, I have CR7 team of the year as a right striker mm -hmm. and I have Cancelo as my left mid. So... What I do sometimes, and I've scored a few goals like that in in the FGS recently, it's uh, I kind of you know make the few passes on the left wing. I thread my opponent with uh, a chip behind the defenders, right? Mm -hmm. But then I I go to Cancelo's right foot and and just cross it on Cristiano Ronaldo when I see his run. Uh, obviously, it's uh, easier said than done. Mm. You need to have a good timing on that, and you need to be like really careful when you when you do that because you don't want to spam it every every single time but in, i think in 352 you have this kind of luxury of having a lot of options you can uh, go wide you can go kind of like a narrow formation and only play through common strikers you can also just cross every time so it's really good to just mix it up uh, it's not gonna work every time i know but it's also mm. like your opponent it's going to have a headache. Yep. Like, <laughs> which pass should I cover, right? Is he going to play fast now? Is he going to play slow? Is he going to cross? Like, uh, Is he going to play for a tapping pass, extra pass? It's, uh, it's a lot of options. And after you give these thoughts to your opponent, like he's going to give you a space for an easy goals because he's going to cover the harder pass or the harder cross. And yeah, he's just going to make mistakes eventually. Hmm. That's a really good point, I think. Uh, the different options uh, I know Jake's been using a lot of crossing and I've certainly uh, started to add it into my game more and more and I managed to pack that CR7 pretty early which meant that I was always able to threaten people with a cross and with some tips on the pod from Jake's did it more and um, it just added a lot to my game other than the crossing I think people mm -hmm. became quite unsure about what I was going to do and yep. uh, it added a bit more unpredictability basically and Inevitably, gold CR7, well, he's, he's almost for the price, isn't he now? Um, maybe yeah. already is. So, you know, if, uh, probably a few months ago, I got Fakir untradeable, the foot birthday, and he's phenomenal, but he didn't really have any threat in the air. And it was actually quite noticeable how much harder it was to be unpredictable in that situation. So I think it is definitely something that's, that's worth adding. Um, we actually did have a question on crossing. I might as well add it here as we're talking about it. And uh, I was saving this last week for, for Jape's returning. Mm. 
NJ Renegade says, um, when crossing in game, especially crossing into the box, when do you decide to try and shoot it first time versus control it and pass it off? I feel like I either control it and the defender closes me down before I can take a shot or I first time it and it goes straight at the keeper or off target. Any any tips on what to actually do when the ball comes in? The short answer and the long answer is it depends. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of... You just need to get the timing of it, right? Like, it's the same kind of like a time finishing. Like, it's just the timing of it. Uh, if you see that you actually... I mean, you need to look at the defender, basically what I'm saying. If the defender is turned into your striker and you see that he's running into you, then yes, you should just volley it. And remember that... Uh, headers and volleys are more manual than ever this game so you need to actually like uh, put the good direction on your controller because otherwise it's gonna go to like some fun in the stands you know <laughs> yeah you need to be really careful about it uh, but then if you see that the cross is going like over the defender and he's not turned into you he's not gonna run into you then yes, you can take a touch and shoot after it, or take a touch and even ball roll the keeper if uh, you're you know composed enough. Like it's hard to say over the podcast like how you should do it, but uh, it's <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, you just need to be really careful of the defender that is marking the the player that you're crossing to. And I would say I guess most of the time you are actually just taking a shot, right? Like as in straight away, you're just gonna. Most of the goals you yeah. score from crosses are they first time shots or headers or whatever. Yeah, because most of the times yeah. in in the pro play now, like they're not gonna get the header. I will still win the header, but people will be mm. close enough to not give me a touch, right? So yeah, you either shoot uh, or you make a pass, which is sometimes viable. I wouldn't recommend it to casual players because it's still really manual and passing with your headers. Are yeah, it's uh, it's tragic. It, yeah, I, I don't like it. It's at really all. bad. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's just better to make it a little bit easier on yourself and and just shoot it. The easier way to shoot is always across the goal. Just once again, remember to make a good direction of it because it's really manual. Are you using time finishing on those types of shots? I guess you're probably trying to time as much as possible. But yeah, I'm trying, but I also do it the, the way that uh, I would either do it too late than too early. Uh, so I'm not trying to to force it, right? Yeah. I'm not trying to like kind of panic. I would rather to press the second time a little bit too late than make it yellow and have like zero percent of chance of scoring. Yeah, yeah. In fact, just worth reminding people with time finishing: if you time it late, there's no penalty. It's basically like not timing it at all. Yeah. Which obviously is really not that bad. So it's worth if you're be timing your finishes to to do it later rather than earlier. James, anything to add? Uh, it is very contextual what you're actually going to do. But I think most of the time, I mean, for you, it's probably just a header, isn't it? Yeah, I, like most of the time. I think it, it depends. Like if I'm if if I feel like the back line, my opponent's like back line is set up and the defender, you know, Dammy's point is like facing the attacker. Hmm. Then I'm going to go for it first time. If I'm playing a little bit like on the counter, oftentimes I find that I'm able to just like take it down with a touch spinning away from the defender. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I get a very easy finish then. It just depends, like, is the cross going over the defender's head, in which case your player is going to be able to take it down and turn, like, quite easily? Is your attacker, like, going to get challenged for the cross, like, first time? In which case, like, unless you're swooping right in front and chesting it down. But so, like, it, it really just depends on the situation mm. for for what I do. If you want to have some fun, do, do a little flick on. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes sure yeah. yeah 
Uh, you know, if it's coming, you know, I guess your side of the player and not the goal side, you can always just add a little like right stick flick towards the goal. Um, sometimes works. And, and also, I guess, again, it's just a bit of unpredictability. Definitely. Yeah. Anything to add, Richard, on crossing? I know we, we talked about it before, what people were calling it, the, uh, the German cross at the time where people do those massive um, <laughs> early crosses, which, I mean, clearly it's a bit of a, a glitchy mechanic, isn't it? It's not, shouldn't really probably work, but people just boom these massive crosses in from quite deep. Yeah, it's less about the cross and more about the run for, for those yeah, yeah, levels yeah. of crosses, like tapping L1, making sure that you've got your player bursting through at the right time. And then also the composure of what to do, like when it's dropped to you, because if you're just going to press circle straight away, you're probably not going to score. You want to be sort of looking to knock it down, looking to take a touch and then set up for an extra pass. There's mm. the thing sort of just listening to it is less about the, if the cross is good and it's on the money, just take the shot first time. But the the wherewithal on where you are in the pitch, where the goalkeeper is, are you want to play as weak foot, are you want to play as strong foot, like the, the setup is more important than the actual sort of the finished product almost. But it, it's something good to have in your back pocket, but I would also say rely on crossing all the time because it's not like FIFA 19 where it's a guaranteed you do this cross and it's a guaranteed goal because it's not. Do they use the bounce pass much in the pro scene? Um, on the cutback, yeah. So like when you're right up against the the byline, yeah. the double tap. Just because the first time like volley as well just goes in more than the normal if you just exit it back, like being able to like catch it on the volley and sort of fire it across the goalkeeper but the double tap is 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 prevalent definitely i mean i i use it a lot in my game as well mm, yeah and actually leading on from that crosses bounce passes i guess the thing that people always use these for is breaking down pack defenses what would you recommend or what do you see pros doing to open up that space i think it's always quite interesting to hear about i don't think jakes will like it but a lot of skill cancels a, mm. a lot of shot cancels in around the box are still very good. The um, the McGeady cancel is is a very viable way of sort of creating a little bit of space inside the box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it doesn't look great. I mean, the McGeady cancel out of them all is probably the one that is the most satisfying in terms of cancelling a skill move. Yeah, and the other thing, of course, is that extra pass, which I know is very popular in the pro scene at a high level, but it's also something that I think just works really well yeah, for most people. Yeah, if you, if you get used to it, it's going to be really good. And you've also got the fact that you can use it to be the keeper as well, which can be helpful, especially as, I don't know, I feel like people have got better at keeping movement. It's more difficult than it once was to be the keeper, perhaps. Although some people seem to disagree. Uh, but anyway, we're probably ready to move on to something else. The next section is pretty simple. Uh, we have Dami swapping out for Matt for trading in a discussion about skills versus weak foot. This one I think is a good one to bring up now, especially with things like this deciding the difference between players when they have such good stats. And always a fun one to answer as well. Joe says, five-star skill moves or five-star weak foot? What are you preferring? Uh, let me see if I can guess what, what people are going to go for as we go around. I think, Japes, you're probably going to say weak foot here. Uh, you know what, actually, Ben, I think I disagree. Oh, yeah? Well, I, this is so... For the vast majority of players, I would say, yeah. Increasingly, though, I miss having... Garincha in my squad. Okay. Hmm. Because I had the ability to do a little bit more trickery hmm. against like kind of like hard opponents where I sort of might stumble my way into 
a goal that I wasn't really expecting. Yeah. Were there any specific skills you were bringing out with him? Yeah. I mean, I, I love obviously the Elastico. Mm. You know, I find five star skillers are better with the agile dribbling for whatever reason. Yeah. So I, I obviously use that a lot. I use Elastico quite a bit. I use the Hocus Pocus. Like these are the yeah. skills that I've mm. enjoyed a lot over the years and they're good. I have tried incorporating the ball roll scoop into my game but it feels like unnatural to me, but it is incredibly effective. I have to like mentally talk myself into using it. Though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Not because like, you know, I, I think it's kind of like a bogus skill in some ways for, you know, I mean, I, I think we've covered that on the pod, but I recognize the strength of it. Mm. So, you know, I, I, I get it. And I just find like when I do use it, it it's, it's really, really effective. I use, I also use sombrero flicks quite a bit. Yeah. Just because like I don't think people are ready for something that audacious in many ways even though it's like not insanely audacious. Yeah. But like when someone is packed in at the back, they have their back line in the middle of the box and they're just pressing with their midfielders and shuffling back and forth. They're going to when you pass it into the middle, they're going to try to take it away with those midfielders and you can often get them baiting with a sombrero flick center back steps up and you're you have an easy layoff pass to whatever striker mm. is now uncovered and i have created more goals when i have that five-star skiller as my attacking mid you know what i've asked this question and it's a bit too simplistic really isn't it in terms of the positions in the three five two i guess the question would be where would you want five-star skills or five-star week for i'm assuming obviously center backs midfielders central midfielders it'd be five star weak foot but in terms of those wide players are you wanting the weak foot or the skill moves five star weak foot on the on the wide players yeah okay yeah i mean i I like having i used that uh uh yuri barish oh yeah um, he looks good who's five star skills and i use i started using uh because i put in baggio Mm. as my attacking midfielder because i missed garincha it allowed me to use what is it de lorenzo the football mm-hmm. FD. maybe the five star yeah 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 skill move italian right back yeah so maybe i like five star skills out wide i find i don't use them that yeah no i would i would maybe take five star skills out wide five star weak foot for my two cms mm-hmm. five star skills for my attacking mid and five star weak foot for my strikers nice yeah that makes sense yeah yeah i like that it's just because the left mid right mid and attacking mid i use to create the opportunities the strikers mm-hmm. are used to finish and the cms are used for like simple transitional play yeah and five star week for big for passing isn't it particularly it's huge yeah matt would that be the same for you in terms of your choices for skill moves a week foot? i'm i'm more of a weak foot person myself i gotta say just everywhere um i think it's nice to have it's nice to have the five star skillers you know I've, i'm lucky enough to have uh fuck birthday cr7 mid r9 in there up top but do i value the skill moves more than the five star weight you fit on them mm, probably not <laughs> yeah matt's just here like i, I mean know, i just have both on all my players so <laughs> <we're fine>. yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm blessed in that regard, yeah, 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 no i think i think if i could choose you know on mane for example if it was a choice between a five star weak foot mane with four star skills vice versa mm. yeah I, I would i would take the weak foot every time I'm very mm-hmm. much a, a left stick dribbling uh, kind of player uh, over mm. maybe using the elasticos and the ball roll scoops. I use them when they're on, but I think if I could choose one of the two, I would definitely go with the uh, the weak foot 
sort of getting that getting that left stick on, being able to go either way with uh, a five star weak foot, I feel makes it just so much more unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I've got a four star weak foot player, I think defenders maybe kind of know most of the time you're probably going to try and shoot it on their strong foot. Whereas if you've got that five star weak foot, you've got that sort of unpredictability to go either way. You know, I think back to FIFA 20 when it was all about Wissam Ben Yedda with the drag backs mm. and being able to go either way and how unpredictable that was. And uh, I think that's something I still implement in my game today. Oh, I don't miss drag backs. <laughs> yes. like, I'm just like thinking about that right now. <laughs> you know what, drag backs, they're not OP, but they're still quite good. Like I, I really enjoy a, a drag back here and there and they, they seem to work. It's the, it's the drag back into Elastico. That's what, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah no, I still use them a bit, but. Uh, it dragged back into pretty much the same direction is quite nice actually but uh, Richard what, what would you go for in your 4-3-2-1 setup? Uh, skill moves all day every day oh yeah let's uh, okay. just think the 4-3-2-1 with the left forward right forward striker mm. the chances that I'm scoring the skill moves are so much more necessary especially in the final third inside the box close to each other like a little reverse elastico he's probably the number one skill move that I'm using at the moment Back to goal, reverse elastic call, and then shoot straight away. Mm. On my centre mids, don't really mind either or. But like, for example, at the moment, my front three is the inform Neymar, I managed to, and then the two best icon packs I've had all year, the mid Pele, mid Cruyff. And that's my front three. So mm. I'm fortunate that two yeah. of them are five star, five star, but all three five star skills, really my centre mids, there's not a lot of skill moves in sight uh, with the four-star skills of Kevin De Bruyne, Kante, who can barely even do a roulette, <laughs> and then um, George Best, who is sort of disposable at the moment. He, he's the player that's in or out, depending on mm. what's available. I basically need a right midfielder to play a centre mid. He's the player that just does the job. But yeah, skill moves. Skill moves for me. Yeah, you can't get Caliguri in there, I'm assuming. Unfortunately not. Mm. I mean, for me, it'd just be obviously skill moves everywhere. Just uh, It's just more fun. But if I'm being cynical, you, uh, in the false nine, you'd probably have weak foot pretty much everywhere apart from in the wide positions, I think. Because I think as you know, the, the left wing and right wing, you want to be able to, even if you're not using loads of skills, at least threaten the skills, threaten beating your man. So I think if you're taking it to the most efficient extent, it'd probably be five-star weak foot in every position. And then left wing and right wing would have five-star skills, four-star weak foot, I think. Because also those players maybe don't get as many shooting opportunities, actually that many creating chances. And if they do get a chance, it's you know, passed back to them in a place where they should score from anyway. So I think that for me makes the most sense in terms of being cynical about it. But on that, we'll take a break and be back with more gameplay chat in just a second. Hello, listener. A quick reminder, or perhaps the first time learning that Foot Weekly Strangely, for quite some time, wasn't able to be weekly. But fortunately, a listener encouraged me to start a patron, and that means that Foot Weekly is able to run two times a week, one on the main feed, one on the supporter feed, if you fancy. Joining up now supporting the pod is just £3 a month, and you do get double the podcast content every week as a bit of a thank you. On the tiers above, you've got things like the Discord community, which is a fantastic place full of tips and a great group of people. If any of that interests you, you'd like to contribute and you'd like loads of perks in return, then do head over and search Support Foot Weekly to make your pledge. You can also follow uh, the link in the description of the pod or you could go to bit 
bit.ly slash more pod if you do consider it then a huge huge thank you it really does mean it a lot and if you are supporting then a huge thank you to you too let's get back into the pod at Lowe's we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time that's why we've updated our app with your business in mind with the app you can build quotes easily reorder your supplies track orders and much more so you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. And after the break, we jump in to talking shooting with pro player runners, DJ and Japes. Troppy Barton says, on gameplay, do you have any particular go-to shots you take when the opponent uses keeper movement? I lost a lot of finals games this weekend where my opponent had me on strings by either bringing his keeper forwards or moving across the goal. I guess bringing the keeper forwards, Japes, you'd go for a chip, right? Pretty you'd chip them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keeper movement, any particular go-to method there, Japes? Yeah, I tend to, um, like, I just sort of like weight, if that makes sense. Mm. I will very much just see what's happening, mm. I, if that makes sense. And you think you get enough time, there's not a chance. Uh, yeah, I, guess, I yeah. think, you, if they're, well, if they're rushing you, maybe it's one thing. And I do, uh, I'll do this thing where I, like, release right trigger do a ball roll and then sprint past them it works super easily mm. and you just run past the keeper a little bit okay yeah. i you know i prefer chipping but i i would say i have been um like uh i don't want to say i have like full-blown yips do you know what yips are no what, what yips? is that an american term yeah it's a golfing <laughs> term as well isn't it so when you it's when you got something into your head and your it's swing like goes too. yeah but it's like a. Is it like you get psyched out? Is that it's right? like it's like kind of an unexplained loss of ability to like do things that you would say traditionally you're very good at. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like in golf, the term would be like they talk about having the yips when like all of a sudden you can't make short putts. Right. Okay. And it's like there's no explained reason other than it's seemingly something mental and unexplainable, and it's like called the yips. Okay. Yeah. And some people never lose it. And so, like, recently in FIFA, I feel like I've had finishing yips. And so I have not been confident in my finishing. And so I've started looking for, like, extra passes and missing easy chances. So I am, you know, in those situations where generally I'd be like, yeah, let's just chip chip the keeper. Now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my gosh, is there an extra pass here so I can have an easy goal? Mm. And oftentimes there, fortunately in this game, there is an extra pass. And I don't know whether my finishing is more down to all of a sudden keepers being feeling like they're cracked or me not being able to finish. I came up against a guy on Friday and he timed finished everything. And mm. it was insane. Yeah. Like it was actually insane. Everything seemed to go in. And it was the first time that I felt like I'm not playing the same game as <laughs> this dude's playing. And so anyways, I this question is hits me at like the wrong time <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I like you can easily like ball roll, look for an extra pass. Oftentimes, if you're throwing the keeper like one on one like that, there are entire teams sprinting back. And you if you do a ball roll, it sets up a lane easy enough to just do like a lay across smart pass. That makes sense. What would you say, Rannis? I mean, you know, as a pro player, I doubt you're getting the yips because you're a highly <laughs> honed professional who even coaches people. Um, but 
it, what would you be doing in those situations where you need to kind of be composed and, and finish against someone moving the keeper? Because I, I've definitely experienced this. Yes, bringing the keeper out obviously is is something that maybe you go for the chip, you go for um, the ball roll past them. But when someone's moving the keeper, it can be more difficult than that, I would say. Yeah, if they're going left to right, what I, I've, I've done it for years, and I think a lot of people have done it for years, is, well, it's, it is what Chase kind of said, is you ball roll. But basically the reason for ball rolling more than anything is if people are really good at moving their goalkeeper, they'll move them at like the last second as it looks like you're going to take a shot. And the ball mm-hmm. roll, you know, it, it's different than dribbling. So it looks like you're putting your foot to shoot, if that makes sense. If you're not good enough to shot cancel, that is. And mm-hmm. the ball roll is just easier. And then they might move them thinking that ball roll animation is a shot animation. And then you can just shoot the other side. Of course, the the real best answer definitely is to just shot cancel constantly till mm. they like move them out of the way but that's a lot more difficult to do especially if there's like a lot of pressure on yeah yeah and for those wondering i would say runners shot cancel it you know has some negative connotation i guess because it's associated with kind of glitchy behavior but for me personally it's just like a dummy that actually works and you can move it uh, the ball as you dummy in a kind of more controlled way whereas with a dummy there's always almost like a a kind of projection to the animation you have to kind of go somewhere or get a kind of delay to your dummy right whereas with the shot cancel it's pretty instant and it will actually bait your opponent whereas sometimes just a regular dummy won't and it's actually quite easy to do isn't it right <laughs> it's not it, it's yeah not so it is just shooting and then holding down l2r2 or ltrt mm. but the thing with the shot cancel is I think that's actually what a fake shot should be. I think that's the animation a fake shot should be. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like if the game was completely overhauled and started from scratch, that would be the fake shot animation. But obviously they just pulled mm. it over from previous years. There are some weird things, though, with the shot cancel. If you cancel it really late, obviously if you're practicing and you're getting used to it, you're probably not going to do this. But you can get to a point where you take a shot and you cancel it really late. And actually that causes defenders, goalkeepers to react to the shot basically before it's actually happened. And the player can actually end up on the floor and you can just go around them and shoot, right? Which is something that people can uh, practice if they want to. Is that right? Have I, have I got that right? That yeah. seems to happen for me. Yeah, so that, that's what I would do a lot in like those situations for sure. Um, so yeah, it does like... So it used to be really bad originally. I don't know if you remember, but it used to like drop all the center backs like instantly and it was ridiculously <laughs> overpowered. Mm. They kind of patched it now, so it's quite it, it's rare enough that it happens like you need ridiculously good timing. Um but as for center backs, for goalkeepers you can actually pull it off quite consistently, especially if you're like close closer to the goalkeeper. They do drop mm. a lot. And then yeah, you literally just take a touch around and you either lay it off or you just dribble up or down and shoot. And uh, DJ, in those situations where you're through on goal, I mean, actually, you know, uh, is your go-to for going around the keeper uh, the ball roll? Or have you been using anything else? Uh, when I do, I have to say what I normally, again, are slightly less sophisticated than these uh, superstar pros. If I spot he's, uh, he's someone who moves a keeper, almost definitely they'll assume you're going to shoot across the goal and they'll move the keeper that way. So it's just mm. getting into the habit of hitting the near post shot and trying to I'd normally go near post and try and time it if he's if he's going to move the keeper and mm. then or chip it if he's bringing him out so it's almost like right it's someone who wants to move the keeper a lot I'm going to switch from the cross goal shot to the near post uh, shot or the lob um it's a little mm. less sophisticated it's more playing the percentages than uh, than, than 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 a guaranteed way of doing it but it, it you know it works more often than it, than not 
Yeah, it's a tricky one as well, runners, because I guess one of those things where knowing if they are going to be moving the keeper it helps a lot. Like if you can identify there's someone who is moving the keeper early on, that's going to help a lot. Yeah, like people are creatures of having, you know, like anybody that does move the goalkeeper at the start of the game, they're pretty much going to do it for the entire game. Now, there is exceptions where it becomes complete mind games and sometimes they do and sometimes mm. don't. And I'll be honest, <laughs> in them games, I do struggle, even myself. But yeah, no, if somebody does move the keeper or they don't, they're pretty much going to follow that the entire game. So you can take advantage of that. If you're not sure whether your opponent, let's say hypothetical situation, you're up against someone and for whatever reason, it's a glitch, right? You can't see the keeper. They're invisible. You don't know whether they're going to be moving the keeper or not. Would you say the optimum thing to do, let's say you're kind of, it depends obviously slightly where you are on the pitch, but let's say the the near post and the far post are both open and you're kind of more towards the near post. Would you say timing the shot into the near post is kind of the best that you can do without being aware of their keeper? 100%. That's what I do like all the time at that kind of close angle Mm. because... When you do green it, it does go in a lot of time if they don't move their goalkeeper, and if they do, it goes in 100% of the time. So that's definitely the best option, 100%. Okay, that's good to know that I'm doing the right thing when I'm panicking too much to look at their keeper, which is, which is definitely what I was talking about. There. But yeah, I, I think also the other thing I was going to ask about shooting is I sometimes see, and I don't know whether it's like low drivens or whatever, I don't know whether DJ using this, where... My opponent, often a very good opponent who seems to kind of know the mechanics quite well, can't say they're, you know, an excellent FIFA player as such, but they definitely know their animations, they know the mechanics well, will just like blast a shot directly at my keeper, basically, and it will go in. And I don't know whether that's just like, I I guess I've been using more recently, unfortunately, Lloris, the red, who's who's all right in the team of the season, and was using Tostegan. I thought Tostegan was, the numbers up was actually pretty bad. I don't know whether it's just him but it feels like with these really high stat players that does seem to work is that something you've seen allison <laughs> if you're going to shoot at allison if you're going to shoot at allison shoot at him because for yeah, some reason yeah. he thinks the best way to save a shot is to put your hands by the side of your body and just watch mm. the ball sail past you yeah it's infuriating got rid of him for that had to go for the legend that is moment schmeichel because well i packed him in a moment in a moment's pack but also he uses his arms, which, you know, revolutionary for a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, it's happened a couple of times. I, I actually have Larissa as well, so that's happened mm. to me. I'm not really sure. It's only happened a, a couple of occasions, so I don't mm. really have much uh, data. So yeah, I wonder it. if it's not bringing the keeper out, actually, because it never seems to happen if you charge your keeper a bit. Um, so possibly that. I think I think Runners has got the best technique, which is don't concede as many goals as I do, so you don't see it as often. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, actually. The number of shots I'm conceding versus Runners is conceding. I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've seen different. all the animations from all the goalkeepers. Yeah, I've seen about six animations in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and that wraps up that segment. We move on to Japes and pro player Tom Lees. Cordus Hawk says, what advice would you give to avoid giving the ball away? I find majority of the times I'll just lose the ball and give it back to my opposition over and over again, particularly with the high rated players with better stamina. And I'm wondering whether it's some form of pressure tactic, he asks. And I think it's something that I sort of get into a rut sometimes in a game and I'll just keep giving the ball to often it's, you know, one of these like big defensive midfielders like even Petit and Vieira perhaps is, is a more obvious example. And it just gets a bit ridiculous. And I always wonder whether it is just incredible positioning from my opponent in terms of how they position their midfielders or that I'm just 
for the top level players, very easy to read in terms of my passing. I don't know whether any of you at all have had that kind of situation where you're in a game and you just keep ending up passing it to the opposition players when you're trying to go forward. And I guess maybe you've seen that in an opponent you've played. Um, Japes, anything to add on this at all? I don't know. Maybe it's a, a little question to answer. Yeah. When I, oftentimes I get into these, I get into ruts like that. Like I'd say not infrequently actually. Mm, okay. And it's when I, one, try to rush forward. And yeah. two, it's almost always because they're good at pressuring uh, and then player switching immediately. And it's always it's always a big central midfielder. And that's why people use those big central midfielders because they have a tendency to be able to like just stick a leg out and snag a pass and mm. away they go. So I, I find when I get in one of those ruts, I really have to slow my attack mm. down and play. Like one of the great parts about the, you know, the three, four, one, two that I like to play is that I almost always against these narrow teams have a uh, outlet out wide. Mm. Um, and I just need to slow down and play it to my wide players more often than not instead of trying to just force it forward quickly and trying to beat them on the mm. counter. No, I think that's a great point. I think if you're struggling to create chances or you keep getting picked off, it's normally because you're going through the middle. If you go wide, go to the byline, even if you don't create anything uh, particularly great, you panic your opponent, you can get a corner. Uh, there are all sorts of things which can happen in those situations. Your opponent may be very competent at defending kind of with the AI and and letting their defensive midfielders pick passes off. But as soon as you get into that position, you then panic them and maybe they aren't actually as confident as they looked before. So I think that's definitely a good point. Tom, anything to add at all there? I definitely agree with what Jake said about going out wide. Definitely the right the right point to do. I think one thing as well is the the art of a reset pass. Um I speak to Gorilla about this quite a lot when we play 2v2. Sometimes like as you mentioned, we just go forward without thinking. Um, and it looks on, the pass mm. looks on, right? Oh, pass it to your left mid, it go forward. But then the left mid, as a result of that first pass, doesn't have anyone close to him. And then you go, oh, I've got no options, I've got no options. But a lot of the time, if you just reset the pass, you go into your centre-back or you just take a pass backwards or to the side and then go forward, your team kind of resets and get in a better position. So, yeah, as Jape said, like, um, when you're going forward and you're struggling to break people down, definitely use the wings in, for, from what I play anyway. Uh, I think wingers and going out wide can be effective if it, if mainly people will be able to defend with their centre midfielders. That's what a lot of people like to do, right? They have the big centre midfielders that that defend well. Um, when they're out wide, you have to they have to play a guessing game with you on what way you're going to go. Uh, but yeah, if you're losing the ball, like as soon as you win it back, sometimes just stand still when you first receive it. Don't just press X straight away like just play a quick panic pass i've noticed i do that sometimes and yeah just a reset pass whether that's switching the play or or just passing it to the other center back and getting your team into some kind of shape that can definitely help as well yeah yeah uh, that's a yeah, really good bit of advice and i think hopefully uh, the advice given here um is going to help people out there maybe tom just from you any, any kind of final point you think people might want to like mess around with a mechanic perhaps that you think people don't tend to use uh, I'm always banging on about player lock. I think it's just a kind of fun thing for people to try out at this point. You know, if if they don't have too much to lose when they're playing their games and want to try something new, that could be quite good. But is there anything you would say, oh, I'll give this a go? Any mechanic you should give a go. We've spoken about the extra pass, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, true. time finishing is something I always agree with outside the box because finesses for me, mm. I struggle to hit finesses without a green. Mm -hmm. So I always like when I'm, when I'm finessing with the likes of Modric or anyone else, 
I think that if you're going to time finish, it's definitely on the finesse outside the box is the best one to learn, I think. Mm -hmm. And then also, yeah, player locks are, are very good. I notice I've used my player locks um, when I have the ball out wide because obviously they have to try and read your run. Um, and sometimes in the middle, there just isn't enough space to do them that, that you always get tackled from my experience. So, yeah, I'd mm. say player locks out wide are, are very effective as well. You seem to get a bit more space and a bit more time out there. Yeah, that's basically how I make squad battles interesting, is actually practicing time finishing. Seems to be a good thing to be doing. And on that, we'll move on to something else. In the next segment, we'll be talking our favourite players pre-team of the season. This was recorded just before team of the season, because on the next podcast, we'll be talking about our favourite players from team of the season. So if you would like to get in on that and submit yours, some people already have, then you can do so all the usual ways. Footweeklyatmail.com, support the Discord or tweet at FootweeklyPod. Uh, let's get into this then. We've got Matt Foot Trading, uh, Game Critic and Consultant Brammers, plus Japes. So Matt, who would be your favourite player? Yeah, I mean, I've had I've had some incredible luck this year running a first owner. People aren't going to enjoy this, are they? So, yeah, I mean, do we go with Moments Hullet? Do we go with Team of the Year Messi? Fuck Birthday CR7? Like, you know, it's a, it's a good list to um to choose from. I think it would have to be Team of the Year Messi. Mm. You know, it's been, it's been nearly 10 years since I packed a Team of the Year attacker. And to get a first owner, Team of the Year Messi, I think the impact that he had on my team is probably the biggest I've seen in a, in a long, long time. Mm. For the way I play as well, um, I'm very much a, a left stick dribbling kind of guy that likes a lot of sort of quick passing, quick dribbling, and he fits that play style absolutely perfectly. So yeah, I think it would have to be, it would have to be Messi. It's, it's Messi, you know. I'm not going to start the Ronaldo-Messi debate, but he is the GOAT. So, uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, he's nice. got to be my pick this year. Yeah, interesting. Four-star, four-star Messi over a five-star, five-star Ronaldo. So... Interesting. Or both five-star, five-star Ronaldos, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Um, controversial pick. Yeah, you, I'm right. I think you have both Ronaldos. Both the, both the Ronaldos. And both oh, I do five. indeed. I have mid-R9. Yeah, yeah. mid and, uh, yeah, fuck birthday yeah, CR7. But, uh, four-star, four-star Messi. just that good. Getting ahead of it, yeah. Um, nice. Uh, Bramers, who would you go for? I mean, I, I, can I make a guess? Is it, is it Thiago? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, it probably is just in terms of the, the fun I had. Mm. when i got him and the um uh like the just the, the fun around it because i've been like hyping it up so much but i if i'm honest it's it's probably either uh mid hullet who i bought and used for a good month um around team of the year time who is just a different kind of player like i had never had that level of physicality and and skill and just truck like strength in a, mm. in a in a player um and obviously such an eye-catching sort of in-game presence as well um so he was he was sensational but actually it's probably low-key the i think i mentioned it before but the player of the month mohammed salah card that oh, came okay. out yeah, yeah. the 92 he has played 1086 games for me now wow which is extraordinary like and you know i'm as put off by a three-star weak foot as anyone but i, I don't know what it is i think it's the I think it's partly the the finesse shots have been so good with the right player this year because mm. I play him as sort of one of two strikers and I get the I work the ball to him and then I just do my my trademark Berber spin just go straight into a finesse shot and it flies into the the opposite top corner and it just always looks and feels incredible when you manage to pull it off and he does it like reliably every other game I would say um he also had that that sort of um stickiness factor trying to you know like hanging on to the ball as he breaks away from 
um, midfield into the final third. I always found he just kept the ball really, really well. Mm. And yeah, so I mean, I did the card because of my allegiances. Um, I think he's probably he was probably quite an expensive card to do, but for what the, for what I've got out of him, I, I certainly am not second guessing that choice. He's just been on another level, and I'm super excited to see what they do for his team of the season card. And I will probably put all my coins into it if I don't pack it. Yeah, nice. I like that. And Japes. Gosh, I you know I switched to Xbox halfway through. I'm having a little bit of hard time. You know, I remembered Flashback Benzema for sure, mm. but I suppose I'm I find myself thinking more towards the uh, end of this cycle. Obviously, Flashback Griezmann's a no brainer for me. Like, I just love, like I think I just love any Antoine Griezmann card, and I have forever. Mm. He's definitely a standout. Maybe. Like, in some way or another, Jules Kounde has yeah. been, like, really, I suppose, like, defining. And then, Ben, you know this, which is, like, a weird one for me. But he, I got him in a mid-icon pick, and I can't seem to get him out of my squad, and that's mid-Thierry Henry. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And, like, he just, uh, he just scores so many goals for me and does the job. I, it's weird. I, I like, want to get him out of the squad, Ben but I just can't <laughs> seem to do it. So for now, he's in there. I'm sure team of the season will make it easier to remove him. Uh, but he's he's definitely there. And then I think the other one, you know, you got to have one gold card included and gold Marcos Llorente, like maybe maybe the pound for pound powerhouse, even over Kimpembe or um, Benzema. That gold Llorente mm-hmm. card for being a midfielder served me so well for so long and obviously incredibly versatile. Yeah, on the gold player front, I would almost say Renato Sanchez with a powerhouse was just ridiculous for a while. I would maybe say Ronaldinho, but of course I haven't actually used him for that much of the cycle really. And so I'm thinking the player that would almost has to be there but it is tight with other players is that moment's Paqueta he was pretty cheap at the time um, which isn't what this is about but that does factor into it and I was looking at his stats not expecting them to be very good but he's actually played 500 games got about 100 assists and 60 goals which for someone who wasn't actually the most advanced midfielder in a midfield three most of the time is really quite impressive I even played a bit of defensive midfield for me and I think his longevity and the fact that he has five-star skills uh, really tips him uh, just over the edge as my favourite player pre-team of the season. So with that, this compilation episode is wrapped up. Thank you very much to the guests who contributed to those various podcast segments. Uh, it's been great to bring the podcast to you across team of the season. Thank you very much for listening. And if you would like to continue listening, then please do because Shapeshifters is coming and we're going to be doing a content podcast on that. We're going to be talking about burnout as well on the next podcast, I think. And also those team of the season favorites. So get those in. Thank you very much to all the supporters out there supporting the podcast, keeping it going. It really Really does make a difference and a big thank you to those icon patrons dave b coach vass chris w dj fifa player hugh j steve c matt l alistair alan g anthony r dominic rob p l jeff b christopher r Stephen f michael tom b damon h nick jack m eric t roger d alex m dan w sila p matt h harry p neil p adam g at Pace of a Tortoise, Brian S, Andrew C, Sam K, Jake G, Michael P, Zach O, Springford, Patrick, 
Dominic G, Adam HC, Adam R, Andy H, Joe W, Dylan, Orion B, Mindor L, and Tim J. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Before I leave you though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you on the next podcast. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.